How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. Today, we're discussing one exciting young prospect, really good offensive player. His defensive alignment is definitely in question for the future, but we have some takes, some options uh, there with him. And this guy is Austin Wells, right? Really good lefty hitter, got some really nice pop to his bat. He is climbing through the farm system at an astronomical pace. You're, we're going to kind of discuss how quickly he climbed through low A to Somerset double A ball last year and how well he performed at every single level. He is primed to take the jump to AAA very, very soon. And it's a very good opportunity for him to make the roster or at least get called up at some point in 2023. I have a good strategy in mind for how the Yankees can get him involved. Um, so I'd love to hear your take on that as well, Ryan. But Austin Wells, very exciting young player, a guy that the Yankees are extremely high on, very um, optimistic about regarding his offensive qualities. But before we dive into Wells and what he can do for the Yankees in the future, Ryan, how you do tonight, my friend? I'm doing great. When you, when I found when I uh, found out we were recording about Wells today, I was very excited. I'm a big fan of Austin Wells. I look at him as one of those Yankee prospects that I mean, man, kind of like Oswaldo Cabrera, where. You know, not a lot of top, you know, 100 love in terms of, you know, not going to be on the top 50 of a prospect list. But damn, they're a pretty good ball player. And, and I really do think they're going to have uh, a big impact uh, down the stretch on the major league team. Um, Wells is someone who just absolutely mashes at every level he's played at. He has crushed the baseball. Uh, his max exit velocity last season of 110 miles an hour would rank him close to the 60th percentile for all major league players. Uh, so he's got above average raw power in terms of the, you know, just great bat ball skills, right? His sweet spot percentage is 40% for, for, uh, comparison Aaron Judge is around 39%, and Aaron Judge last year at 62 home runs. And quite frankly, whenever he made contact with the ball, something good happened. Uh, Austin Wells has great barrel control, his chase rate was 16.6%. That would have been the second best mark in Major League Baseball, just 0.4% behind Max Muncie. He is remarkable, he doesn't have a lot of sw swing and miss, but he generates a lot of loft and generates a lot of power. He pulls the ball like no other. He was phenomenal last year. I mean, to put up a, a WRC plus above 140 across three different levels of the minors. Uh, and, and, you know, in his first stint in AAA, you know, that's supposed to be the toughest leap. That's supposed to be the one that really, uh, you know, stifles hitters. And he put up a 129 WRC plus and had 360 OBP. Uh, he's only getting better. His power is ridiculous. He's going to be, uh, you know, a guy who could hit 25 to 30 home runs with that short porch and right field uh, if he clicks offensively. The on-base skills are great. Steamer already loves him. I mean, we talked about Anthony Volpe being a guy with a projected 111 WRC plus. He's at least played in AAA. Austin Wells has a grand total of 247 played appearances at AA and is already projected for a 111 WRC plus. That number is only going to get higher. Projections are only going to love him even more as he continues to play in the higher level of the minors. I would really, really think, I, I honestly, I think the Yankees would be, you know, in the wrong if they didn't give him a shot triple a to start out the season you know assuming his spring training isn't completely horrific this guy should be accelerated the yankees need to be accelerating his development because good god can the guy hit and he can play a ton of positions as well i've wrote about him uh in an article about a week and a half ago uh discussing his positional versatility he's improved a lot behind the plate in terms of blocking in terms of uh framing definitely taking a huge leap there and in controlling the running game a little bit better though he's still close to league average really in terms of block and uh, 
throwing out runners. That doesn't really seem to be an issue that uh, really concerns the Yankees because they're a team that really values framing. So Austin Wells being a really strong framer is definitely going to get him looks earlier than I think a lot of people are, are going to project him to get uh, at the catching position. He can play you some first base. He played a lot of outfield in first base in college. You know, if you throw him out there, he's a pretty athletic guy too. I mean, he stole 16 bases last year uh, in under 100 games, and he did so without getting caught once. Now, if you want to say it's bigger bases, worse catching, you know, all that stuff definitely plays a factor, but you don't get the green light to run 16 times if you don't have at least a little bit of speed. Even if he's a league average uh, runner in terms of sprint speed percentiles, you're still going to take, I mean, that's a catcher. Catchers aren't supposed to be fast. They're not supposed to be uh, dynamic base runners or anything that provide much value for you in the base running game. You know, Wells could provide you, you know, maybe double digit stolen base holes with, the, with uh, over full season with the bigger bases at the major league level, which would be a nice addition to the lineup. He's a left handed hitter. Uh, the Yankees can't get enough left handed hitters and he's a fly ball hitter. I mean, this is a guy who just I'm real. I think if you I mean, this is obviously an extreme take, but, you know, I think if you put him at a major league lineup right now, it would take maybe two months for him to have a WRC plus above 100, maybe. Right. I mean, it took him 247 play appearances to dominate double A. He's he's just so accelerated with the bat. He's got such great tools. He's such a great swing decision maker. He's got such good power. I mean, Yankee fans, we should be we should be so excited about this guy. This is the closest left handed prospect to the major league level. And, you know, say what you want about the Mingus, say what you want about Jones, say what you want about any of their, uh, you know, those outfielders that are left handed, you know. You don't know about their bat yet. You don't know what it, you don't know about their bat at the higher levels yet. I know about Austin Wells' bat. We know about Austin Wells' bat. He's a he's he's as close to a surefire good hitter at the major level as it gets. And if he's you know the Yankees throw up Matt Carpenter in right field. If you can't throw Austin Wells in right field, man, you're lying to yourself. So I'm very excited to see what Austin Wells can provide for the Yankees in 2023. And quite frankly, I think he's going to have the biggest impact in terms of just straight up WRC plus production out of any rookie the Yankees call up. Not because they don't have any talent in the farm system. Volpe could come up. Raz, I think is pretty good. But because I think he's just the best hitter on the farm right now. Right. And, and looking at how fast he's accelerated through the farm is what gets me very excited. Right. You look at last year, started in low A Tampa, right? Played nine games in low A Tampa. Um, obviously played most of it in, in 2021. He played, what, 65 games in low A. So nine games in low A to start 2022 immediately gets elevated to high A Hudson Valley. Um, he did play 38 games in high A last year in 2000, rather in 2021. So I guess still last year. Um, but then obviously 28 games. Um, at high a, high a this year, and then 55 games in Somerset where he hits 261 with a 36% on base rate, uh, slugged 480 with an 840 OPS. I mean, the guy was just electric, you know. And the thing is, his stats like maintained pace. Um, there was a slight drop off in terms of batting average and, and on base percentage from Hudson Dodd is Somerset, which is expected. There's no way, you know, he's going to maintain a 43% OBP like he did in Hudson Valley um, to the double A, you know, team and just increased levels of, of talent. But I'll tell you what, he looks so good over such a small sample size, right? 55 games. It's, it's a small enough sample size to say, all right, like it's not a full season. It's about less, it's less than half a season. Um, and you're still seeing a tremendous amount of quality from this young lefty hitter. And like you said, he can play multiple positions. They have him slotted in. If you look at his stat page at uh, left field, first base and catcher. And like you said, he improved a lot in terms of blocking. You got robo umps coming up. The catcher, you know, framing is going to be still prevalent given the fact that, you know, Ryan, you were describing this to me yesterday. That'll be most likely a challenge based system instead of, um, you know, just, just a robo ump where it determines if it's a strike or a ball. So there will be a lot of human error. The teams only have what one challenge, but if they keep getting it right, um, they, they maintain that challenge throughout the game. So you got to be careful how you're utilizing it, but same time, 
Wells could easily project as an outfielder. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, he's 16 stolen bases last year. Clearly, he has some good athleticism to his game. Um, I'm curious to see what his defensive metrics would look like with a bigger sample size in the outfield. Um, he primarily played uh, catcher and DH uh, the past two years, so you're not going to see a lot of sample size in terms of a defensive capabilities in the outfield, but I'd be curious to see how he would perform because lefty bat, we need a left fielder. You know, you never know. Maybe he develops into something there and, and we solve that position um, with a really talented prospect like Austin Wells. But here's my take on how they can use him, right? Um, I don't think that they're going to immediately pull him up as Trevino's backup for 2023. I think they take a pretty similar approach to Oswald uh, Peraza this past year. I think that Ben Rortfett's probably our backup. Kyle Higashioka, I think they let him walk just too expensive and he's not very good. Um, you know, he's okay defensive catcher. He's about average, but you know, Cole really liked him and then Trevino came along and now Cole really likes Trevino and it's just kind of all all points, you know, kind of are in the direction of Trevino's our starter and it's not even a question, you know, 90 WCR, WRC plus um steamer projection so you know he definitely has the value defensively offensively there is a little bit of a liability but you know that's just the way baseball is these days you know a lot of teams go with the more defensive catcher you look at martin maldonado and the astros um a lot of defensive catchers are prevalent in in uh, world series caliber teams so trevino he has come up big offensively the first half of the year he was tremendous then the second half of the year kind of dipped postseason he was horrendous um along with most of the yankee hitters for that record but uh, i'll tell you what i think that austin wells gets called up Around, I think it's August 18th is the date in which service time is not accrued. Um, I think the Yankees probably try to manage his service his service time, right? Volpe, I don't think they care as much about that. They want him to be up and, and at him immediately because he already has some action in AAA and they know he's capable. Um, you know, started his AAA career with, I think, six straight games or five straight games of a hit, um, which is definitely impressive. So clearly he translated really nicely. He went through a little bit of a slump there, but then uh, kind of picked it up towards the end um, of the season. But, you know, Austin Wells, after that August, mid-August date, I believe it is August 18th. I think that's the date. Um, you call him up after then. So you manipulate his service time, doesn't get any service time um, toward his rookie season. So that way you can really just call him up fully in 2024 and you utilize him to mitigate a couple of positions. You know, right now you have DJ LeMay who kind of battling back from that toe injury. You got Rizzo who's going to need more, uh, load management just because his lower back is, is a chronic issue. Maybe you call up Austin Wells and I have him play a little bit of first base. Maybe you call him up and have Trevino take a couple of days off. Cause like, I don't trust Ben Wartfett for, for crap. He's a decent, he's a good defensive player, but again, offensively, he's not going to give you anything. Maybe they just bring up Austin Wells, get him some reps, you know, rest Trevino um, down the stretch of the, Yankees have a sizable enough uh, lead in the division um, or whatnot. I don't know what the playoff picture will look like, obviously, but if they do, Austin Wells makes a lot of sense to help kind of smooth over um, a lot of those injuries and, and supplement any issues there. So I think manipulating the service time next year, you know, he's not ready to be an MLB regular player just yet, but I do see him as a contributor and I do think they can get some value out of him down the stretch, especially with that lefty bat and especially just to see what he can do in Yankee Stadium with a short right porch. You know, what do you think about that strategy or would you prefer to kind of call him up earlier and just kind of try to make him the backup for Trevino uh, maybe midway through the season or even earlier and, and just replace Ben Rortfett entirely. Yeah. So, you know, Ben Rortfett, you know, I think he's a solid player as well in terms of just, he's a really good defender, but you know, there's the ceiling isn't there, right? There isn't a ceiling for Ben Rortfett to go out and have like a four war season. Right. Um, I think your ceiling definitely matters. when We're talking about calling up a player that isn't going to start for you, right? Like Trevino's going to be the starter. Rortfett isn't taking his job most likely uh, unless there's an injury or something unforeseen happens. You know, if Trevino's going to be a bad hitter, like a 70 WRC plus guy, I don't think Rortfett's going to be much better. Uh, quite frankly, the way I view it is, as you said, you know, this is very much a 
mirroring the, the Cabrera situation where it was an August, a mid-August call-up, right? You know, the Yankees brought him in, gave him, you know, starting reps at a variety of different positions and kind of as a spark plug to, you know, alleviate certain veterans. You know, quite frankly, uh, I don't think the Yankees should be pressing Wells into action in May, assuming he doesn't, you know, just have like a 200 WRC plus in AAA, which I don't think is going to happen. I think that's absurd to expect from anyone. Uh, you could put, you know, you could put Aaron Judge in, in, in AAA. I think it's 200 WRC plus would kind of be the, you know, the, the, not the max he could put up, but, uh, you know, yeah, you just wouldn't expect it. Right. It's, it's, that's a, that's a ridiculous number. Um, ultimately Wells going to need some time, right. You know, uh, even, I mean, I, I can't even say even in double a, he needed time because again, it took him under 250 play appearances to uh, really click, but, Quite frankly, you you want to wait to kind of see how your team shapes out. It would really also be weird because you're probably acquiring a left fielder, I imagine. Uh, you know, I, I think we've just assumed it's a foregone conclusion that there's going to be some sort of external outfield talent in, added to the team. Um, you know, in terms of first base, right, Rizzo is your first baseman. So that's another position that you're probably not going to bet. You're not benching Rizzo two months into the season, right? Uh, no matter how bad he struggles, unless it's a like a, just historically bad, right? And then lastly, if you're looking at catcher, if you're looking at uh, Trevino, you know, he as you mentioned, the pitching staff loves him, right? So I don't think that you're going to be seeing Trevino getting benched if he has a 75, 80 WRC plus uh, in mid-May. I just don't think that's happening. Uh, so quite frankly, the way I look at Austin Wells is give him some, give it, give the Yankees, give the Yankees major league guy some time to settle into their roles and then wells can kind of fill in when he figures out his role uh at triple a and kind of figures himself out a little bit get some time to play different positions he has played outfield in college but he hasn't done it at the professional level so you would like to see him get some reps there before you just throw him out in right field in yankee stadium so you know there are, i think the yankees are gonna be patient with it you know as you mentioned volpe is a different case because the yankees you know may actually need him a lot sooner than they'll need wells you know he plays a position that the yankees uh may not be the safest at which is either shortstop second base third base uh and then the most important point for wells is you know there's no reason to ruin his development right there's no reason to to push him to be something that he doesn't have to be there's no reason there's no reason to force him to play at the major league level in april or may you know if he's there in august you just need you just need that if you have wells he's ready for the postseason if you're planning on bringing up wells to play meaningful games that he's ready for the postseason that's all that really matters right um i know that there's the fear that you know he won't acclimate to major league pitching in time for the postseason we saw cabrera struggle in the postseason that you know definitely brings up concerns uh but i think wells is more of a bat first prospect than cabrera was i think cabrera was just an all-around very safe prospect he just does everything really well he isn't slow he plays good defense you know he's got solid power he doesn't chase too much at the minor league level though he did at the major league level i think that'll even itself out wells is very much a bat first guy you could at least dh him if you put stanton in left field at, at houston per se because he does the yankees do like putting stanton in left field out there it's a really small outfield in left field the crawford boxes make it pretty short uh you could see wells getting dh reps in a, in a, in a playoff game right and you're not asking him to do much i think it would be a tough sell to say austin wells should be catching you know handling the whole pitching staff in a postseason run that is definitely a lot to ask of austin wells but ultimately you know i i really do think uh it's going to be a game of patience so and, and i think it'll be a, the right game the right lane for the yankees to take yeah i agree I, th I think you get him some experience similar to peraza and then you elevate him 2024 um you know see how the rules change and, and maybe he's a better fit of catcher for the yankees long term look having an offensive stud at catcher if he can improve his defense enough if he can get to that level maybe trevino shows him a few things and he can really you know help him get along um it, it, i think it would be ideal and you're looking at uh having an offensive powerhouse at catcher is is a difference maker you know what i mean especially a lefty with the short right porch in yankee stadium he's like what, what we wanted out of gary sanchez but the opposite side right the lefty instead of a righty batter but gary sanchez always a great slugger just so freaking slow 
didn't get on base enough, you know, struck out a lot. Um, Wells could be that guy that hits a lot, you know, of power, get hits for power, but also gets on base a lot and can steal bases at the same time. You don't find guys like that very often. You know what I mean? Like if you can stumble upon those every now and then and develop them correctly, they're, you know, having an offensive catcher is a luxury. You know what I mean? And if, if he is even like slightly above average defensively, I mean, you, you keep guys like that for a very, very long time. You know what I mean? You don't let players like that go. And if I'm the Yankees, I don't think Wells is tradable for me. I think you keep him at all costs because the potential of having that is very rare. You know what I mean? There's not many teams that have catchers like that. So you've got to keep him around. You've got to make sure that he's protected. Um, you've got to give him an opportunity. But guys, love to your perspectives below in the YouTube comments. As always, my friends, make sure to like and subscribe. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great weekend and a great new year. Stay safe out there. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.